It's getting close to 20 past 11. Bit cool outside. Don't worry about that. The tennis is underway as well. And we're still going strong here in the night shift. You're with Russell Collette. And we're joined now by the manager of the River Road Centre at the Southern River College, Linda Daniels. And she's doing a wonderful bit of work down there. This team, uh, uh, the River Road Centre, is a part of the Southern River College. It is an arm of the Wellbeing Centre under the Student Services. And they work with complex behaviour students. And this means about 3.5% of students with any given school have uh, some sort of difficulties in adapting their behaviour and where trauma has an effect on their behaviour engagement in them getting their schooling done. G'day, Linda. Hi, how are you going? Good, thank you. You're doing a wonderful job here. Can you tell us a bit, Tian, tell the listeners a little bit about the River Road Centre, this work, and uh, how you're aligned to the Berry Street model? Yeah, no problem. So um, I'm the manager of the River Road Centre, and our principal, Everell Eating, gave us the opportunity in 2021 to change things up with some of those um, students that were sort of on that the pointy end side and we're not sort of engaging and sort of, you know, re-engaging back into education. So it was, it's a bit of a new model because most of these support groups sort of happen um, through external agencies. So alternate education arms or through the School of Special Educational Needs, Behaviour and Engagement. So obviously we cater for that three to five percent of students and that's around 40 students in total where we provide a one-to-one intervention support through case management. And it's obviously based around trauma-informed practice. So, you know, it's a lots of sense of belonging with our kids and making that connection through those relationships to basically ascertain what's going on for them and what difficulties they're having because these are the kids that are at school every day but they're actually not in going into class or engaging and um, completing any curriculum. So we've got kids that are getting to those ages of 15 and 16 not being able to go into trades or into TAFE or to be able to sustain you know, employment so they can actually have a fulfillable life because most of these kids, unfortunately, do come from a background, you know, of drugs and alcohol and, you know, domestic abuse and neglect. And, you know, it's really a great opportunity to have these kids um, in school having these opportunities because I've worked on the other side through my near 20 years of education and being a teacher supporting these at-risk kids. I've been on the other side of exclusion processes and it's a lot harder for these kids to be able to get their feet back on the ground. So it's really awesome that I'm back in the school for these last two years and providing that opportunity through my team. And there's six of us, um, you know, through youth workers, through a psychologist, and we have just started a traineeship through Curtin University where we've got social workers coming through PRACS and it's, yeah, it's, it's awesome. It's an incredibly uh, difficult time of most young people's lives when they're getting towards the end of schooling and they're getting to that 14, 15 years of age, they're very impressionable. They're under a lot of group pressure, peer pressure. And uh, yeah, it's quite easy for kids to just to fall away from the, uh, from the, from the straight and narrow uh, uh, pathway to the future. And I think the work yeah. you're doing is, is wonderful. And I think it's uh, very important that we do capture these kids before they hit adulthood because once they hit adulthood, things get much, much tougher. Yeah, it is. And it's sometimes, unfortunately, these are the kids that are a bit too hard to deal with in school. So uh, most of the time they fall into the cycles of suspension. It's not that we don't have great staff. It's just there isn't the resourcing that's available. And that's why our principal, Everell Eaton, has been amazing in giving us this opportunity to be able to help those kids in that catchment area, you know, in Gosnell's Armadale, to actually have that support. And we're actually finding kids in their suspensions, yes, they're still getting suspended, but the drops rate has changed. And even the types of suspensions where we're having violent or aggressive outbursts two years ago to kids that are, you know, truanting class and 
perhaps occasionally get caught in with vaping, which is a, was a problem across all um, mainstream schools within the North and South and probably within all of Australia at the moment. But it's great seeing these kids um, engage and reduce um, those suspension rates and actually get into really fulfilling opportunities. And we've done that in the past two years and we're getting great feedback. So that's really awesome. We actually learned a bit about your program and how well it's going through a recent NADOC charity competition that was won by Destiny Riley, who raised uh, five hundred odd dollars for Beyond Blue with her her artwork. And I'm just looking at it now. Bad line. What a great uh, what a great logo. Oh, it's absolutely outstanding. I'm just looking forward to getting my own hoodie and my own T-shirt and all of our team and some of our teachers within our college are supporting Destiny and what she's done is absolutely amazing. I mean, she's a she's a proud Aboriginal young woman and where she's going, I think, you know, with the support that we have with her, obviously with honing in on her strengths here, but, you know, her being part of River Road just makes us more proud in the work that we're doing, that we can actually represent these kids in the great work that they're actually showing for our community. And it's incredible how, how some of these kids may not have the best scholastic skills, but their, their cultural skills and their, and their, and their art, their, uh, their imagination is just out of this world, isn't it? Oh, it's amazing, that connection to culture. You know, you're just learning everything every day. And, you know, yeah, what Destiny's done is absolutely brilliant. And she's absolutely proud of herself. She's so stoked. And, and her mum is an, another um, amazing Indigenous artist. So this is, I think, a good step for Destiny in honing in on those strengths. And who knows what she'll bring to when she grows up. Now, you, with the program itself, are you trying to find ways of tailoring uh, specific courses for specific students? Um, yeah, so it's, it's obviously an individualised support and it's really based around, through that case management, we're trying to ascertain what their current difficulties that they're having, why aren't they going to classes, what the issues are, and then we either, support can look like we help them within the classroom, we help them with their extension work, we help them build relationships with staff that maybe they've been misjudged or misguided through, you know, some of their challenger behaviour isn't pleasant, but sometimes there's always a story behind it. So it's you know building the strengths of, and the capacity of both the students and also also the staff in our community, so we can actually understand these kids and find uh, you know what why they are disengaging from school and trying to find a pathway for them. So these are the kids that most of the time they're at school all the time and teachers are saying, you know, why are, are they causing this frustration? But most of the time they might have a learning difficulty or a mental health issue that hasn't been addressed. And this specialised program that you've. Uh developed has that been developed with any of the local universities no not at the moment like I said it's so new and it's obviously um, started in the last two years and I think what was happening is principals and through the region were getting together finding out that we're still having some of these difficulties and schools are really strained on the resources so it was like well let's do something different because it was mostly discussed that we're still getting these issues and nothing's changing. The yes, community issues are changing, but we can't address that because we're education. How do we support that? So by putting this model in place, it's actually trying to actually work with these young people and find those pathways because unfortunately years ago, we had all these bespoke programs out there that no longer exist. And so now instead of kids getting excluded and finding difficulties and being out there in the community doing nothing, now they're on a pathway to, for, of that support. And Linda, so yes, more, sorry. more schools should do the right same. The more schools should follow suit, and I think that's probably what's going to happen because we are a bit of a model within the South Metro for a lot, a lot of our high schools that are asking questions and coming out for visits. And is there a website that uh, that people can look into to uh, 
to further develop this program and, and hopefully expand it across further schools? I think there'll be an opportunity um, with, like with schools being invited to actually see how it works and then developing that model within their own context because you've got to have the people that obviously supporting the model because you can trauma-informed practice has been out there for yonks. It's just applying it to your context and actually doing that support and really developing a team that can work with such high-risk kids. You know, it's, it's tough. There are days where you do go home and you carry the weight on your world. You know, you want to take these kids under your wing, but you also know that you're actually doing a good job and supporting them and addressing their needs in education and then the rest follows suit. Absolutely. They just, a, they just need a connection, really. And don't we all? Yeah, very true. And can you pass on to Destiny Riley from all of the a vast audience here at 6PR, our congratulations to her on winning uh, that charity competition. Uh, as I said, the, the, the work with Badline is great. I think it's, I think it's going to go places. I really do. I, th I think it's very, yeah. very good. And I wish her the very, very best for the future. And we certainly wish all of your students the very, very best with their futures and with that the program is a, an undoubted and an, a, an expanding uh, success. Yeah, thank you so much. I'll definitely pass on your best wishes for sure. And all the best to everyone down there at Southern River College. Thank you to Linda Daniels, who is running the, the program down there, which we, we certainly support and we hope that uh, the River Road Centre, which is part of the Southern River College, continues to expand, continues to have success and only builds into a brighter and brighter future. And let's get some of these kids on the right pathway to a long career, whatever the sport or whatever the, the culture that they end up in, we want to get their talents. We want to get them to connect with the communities. And we certainly want them to be part of our wonderful state of Western Australia. Thank you very much. Thank you, Linda. That was Linda Daniels from the Southern River College. As I said, it's aligned to the Berry Street model. It's just getting kids to connect. It's a great story. We're very, very happy with it. Uh, we hope, we do wish them every success and we do hope that you all support them in their endeavours. And if you want to know more about it, have a look at Badline. And if you want to Google, uh, Google uh, Destiny Riley, she raised $500 for Beyond Blue. She won the NADOC charity competition. And in NADOC week, we salute her. You're on 882 6PR. Back shortly.